0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of
1: Keep It Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we're back! We're back! We're back to our normal schedule. Shell's back from the high seas. Yes! (laughs) The traveller returns. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's been ages, hasn't it? You've had a nice time with Chelsea Flower Show with your mum. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind few weeks for us. It's going to be interesting recording today, isn't it, for us? (laughs) I feel like we haven't done this in a long time. Well, community, welcome back to our normal scheduling. We are going to be chatting
0: about Rachel's trip to Chelsea. Flower show And also I'll be chatting About going round The European royal palaces At the end of the show We're going to keep this To the end So if you want to listen To that you can Just keep listening We've got a lot to catch up with Actually haven't we Rach? We've missed so much. So you're not going to hear about everything. We actually picked the parts we wanted to talk about,
1: didn't we? So it might not be what you're expecting, Royal Community, but we've (laughs) chosen what we want to speak about today. I think we just want to both say a massive thank you to everyone that's reached out to us on email, over on YouTube, over on Instagram, to say that they really enjoyed our coronation content. So thank you to anyone that's taken the time out to leave a review or to message us. Can you believe, Shell, the coronation, it wasn't even a month. Yet, that we went to it I know I'm still getting over it to be honest my <laughs> knees are still going someone said to me the other day you're going to troop in the colour I was like whoa hang on a minute <laughs> hang on give me a blooming chance to recover a bit <laughs> Royal community it's an ordeal. We still are
0: trying to get over this mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. <laughs> We're going to press pause on in the Colour this year. We're going to watch it from home, which is going to be a very different experience, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that because we didn't have that experience at Jubilee last year, did we? So we yeah. know now what goes on behind the scenes. I'm excited to see everything on the TV. And um, yeah, it's going to be a busy few months for the Royals, isn't it? It is, definitely. We are
0: also going to be quite busy, Rach. We've got a few trips to London back and forth, so keep watching out for our YouTube videos. We've also got the Crown to Couture video coming out, which we took at Kensington Palace just before the coronation. That's coming out this week, so stay tuned over on YouTube. Let's kick off today's episode, show with some lovely voice notes. We love a voice note here on Keeping Up With The Windsors. <laughs> Royal Community, if you ever want to give us a voice note, head on over to Instagram, Keeping Up with the Windsor's pod, send us a voice note and you may potentially be the next voice note stars.
1: i <laughs> a little section, voice note stars. <laughs> and let's hear our first point note, which is from Nick Valenciano.
0: I started listening to you ladies about, oh, three or four months ago, and it is sheer joy. Your last edition, especially, it was the second coronation. Towards the end of it, you both were
1: laughing and giggling and tearing on and hooting and hollering. Well, it made me envious that I wasn't there with you in London, but also
0: you made us feel like we were there with you. You understand the sort
1: of passion that we all have for this topic
0: and you're serious about it. You present facts, but then you also just let the joy flow. So thank you for that. Keep up the wonderful work.
1: Oh, thank you, Nick. That's so
0: lovely. (laughs) Nick, thank you so much for taking the time out to let us know your thoughts. We did put a lot of ourselves in those episodes for the coronation. They were our true experiences.
1: (laughs) It was great to share that with you all. Yeah, it really was. And we're so glad that our joy comes across because... What's the point of doing a podcast about the Royals if you can't have fun with it, right? Exactly. As we've said numerous times, Royal Community, it is a lot of work, but we love
0: what we do. And I actually thought this before I press record today, Rach. I was running around thinking, hang on a second, where's my podcast mic? And where's my headphones? And where's this and that? And then I was thought, oh gosh, I haven't done this in such a long time. Am I going to be good enough? Is it, you know, whatever. And then I sat down and, and as soon as we press record, we were like, ah, oh, yeah, this is a joy. This is so much fun. We're back, baby. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) And let's head on to our second voice note from Cassandra.
1: I just caught up on your last episode about the new Carolian era. And I was thinking about that and how the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh have been traveling abroad a lot uh, now that Lady Louise is an adult and the new Earl of Wessex is growing up. And it made me think that maybe we might get an appointment to them as the president and vice president of a Commonwealth trust to replace the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They seem to be taking on more and more roles, and a lot of them have ties to international aspects and relations that the royal family. And so I could see them being appointed to that, which I think would be awesome and well-deserved. Oh, well, I like that prediction, Cassandra. And it makes sense as well that Sophie and Edward would take on a role like that. We're loving
0: seeing them in different countries representing the royal family. And also, a lot of people just see the principal members, Catherine, William, the king and the queen. But actually, seeing the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh out there doing their thing, it's a different string to the bow, if that makes sense, like a different part of the family. So they also
1: creating more awareness for the, I hate saying secondary members of the family, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we just want to give a shout out to Cassandra because we actually met her at our meetup at the coronation, didn't we? Yeah, it was so lovely to meet Cassandra and Cassandra's mum. Cassandra actually bought a hat from Lock & Co, which a lot of the royals wear and I must say, I loved her look that she's got. Oh, this is lovely. I mean, you know me, I love a good hat. As we've got so much to talk about,
0: let's just go straight in with the royal news for this week.
1: We've had a return to the garden party. Yay, we love a garden party. We love a garden party. And one of them that we wanted to mention was where William met 93-year-old Dame Elizabeth Watts, who has seen three coronations in her lifetime. And there was a video and someone obviously is telling William who he's going to meet and what charity they work with or what patronage they're a part of. The gentleman said to William, oh, this lady's seen three coronations. And he went, three coronations? Are you sure? She's like, um yeah. yeah. How, how is that possible? He said. She recalled camping out on the streets for three nights in the pouring rain of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation.
0: Oh, I mean, n- not three nights for us, but we know how you feel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then for King George VI coronation, she was seven years old, but she had measles, so she couldn't actually attend. Oh, no. But she's been witness to three coronations. So I love this. That was absolutely amazing. It was just such a sweet moment. And William um, was holding her hand. As They were talking, and she said to William, meeting you is such a highlight, it just warms my heart. It just (laughs) warms my heart. Another garden party was attended by the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, and this was to celebrate the Kennel Club's 150th birthday. Wow. This is the largest organization in the UK for dog health, welfare, and training. And Queen Elizabeth II was patron for 70 years.
0: Oh, she was. Of course, you know, she, she was. had to get her uh, corgis kennel club
1: registered, <laughs> didn't she? <laughs> uh, well, I like, want well, made dorgies because she had like a mix, didn't she, of the Dutch Hounds and yeah. the corgi? Yeah, she did. She
0: did. We're going to move on to the Princess Royal now. Just before the coronation, we saw an interview that she gave with Canadian TV channel CBC News, where she was questioned about the relevance of the monarchy in 2023 and the idea of the slim down monarchy. She said, "Well, I think the slim down." Monarchy is what she means here. I think the slim down was said in a day when there was a few more people around to make that seem like a justifiable comment. And I guess in a way, what she means by that is at that point when that was said, Prince Andrew was still a working royal the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are still working. So it kind of made sense that there was a bigger cohort of royal family members,
1: but now it's already slimmed down, hasn't it? This is the whole point, is it? How much more slimmed down can you get? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we actually made a point in our last episode, the new Caroline era, what's next, is that we said we think that there should be more royal family members such as Beatrice, such as Eugenie, stepping up to the mark because, you know, a lot of these older members, they're getting on a bit now and they're not going to be around forever and then who have you got left yeah exactly when speaking about the role in which the monarchy plays princess
0: Anne, the hobnob said i would just like to underline that the monarchy provides with the constitution a degree of long-term stability that is actually quite hard to come by any other way and then asked on how the royal family deals with polls, suggested a drop in the percentage of people who want to see the monarchy continue. We've said it n- numerous times, these polls actually don't feel like they mean a thing. Anne said, we don't in many respects need to deal with it, not least of all, because it is the monarch that is the key to this and the constitution that underpins the monarchy. We as a family see ourselves there to support that role. What we do, we hope, contributes to the monarchy and the way in which it can convey continuity of not just interest, but of service, of understanding the way that people in communities want to live their lives. And uh, yeah, and then finally, Anne was also asked what type of king Charles would be. And she said, Well, you know what you're getting because he's been practicing for a bit. I don't think he'll change. I tell you, one thing I
1: loved about this interview is it was a long interview. It was like half an hour, wasn't it? Yeah. And you know what was really great as well? And w- if we can, Royal Community, we'll find a link and we'll pop it in the description box. So make sure that you always check the links because we always leave them there. The interviewer actually made a point of saying, just to pin you down basically for this hour or so it was really hard because you've got so many engagements in the same day and we've always said you know Anne has this reputation for being one of the hardest working royals and they was actually finding it hard to fit that interview within certain engagements that she had on that day and it yeah. was funny because when they were talking about the slim down monarchy the interviewer kind of joked what, what more can you do because <laughs> you're doing all that you can she's only one person <laughs> I
0: know it's like her day is jam-packed as it is with engagement she's pulling her weight and and maybe the interviewer was maybe making that point you're doing everything you can I think the king and queen are doing everything they can what about the rest of them? I think only time will tell with what happens next because you're right Rach we've got all these patronages we've got all these charities that you know are are clamouring for royal support and they really need that and connected to that, I wanted to mention that a fan account of the Royals, Kate's Rangers, has also put together a donation for Baby Basics. And I will put a link in the show notes because I think this is an amazing way of coming together as a community and helping one of Catherine's charities. And what she's done is she's created a wish list from Amazon and you literally can just buy
1: it and it goes directly to Baby Basics and also to the Baby Bank in Windsor that she was at a couple of weeks ago and if you're living in another country say for instance you're living in america you just need to create a uk address and then you'll be able to purchase from that account and if you'd like to support kate's rangers in doing that then like i say the link will be in the show notes amazing work and i think this is what's great about this royal community it's not always just about what the royals look like not everyone's just interested in that don't get me wrong that is a big part of it But like us, we like finding out about their initiatives, about their engagements, what they're supporting, what charities they're involved with, because that is their role as such is to be involved like this and to be a service to the people. Absolutely. Rach, let's hear all about the Duchess of Edinburgh. Where has she been? Well, this was a surprise engagement, wasn't it? This just popped up. So the Duchess of Edinburgh visited Iraq in support of the Women, Peace and Security Agenda and to continue her work to champion survivors of conflict-related sexual violence. On the first day, Sophie attended this Women's Voices First Conference, which supports women's changemakers and women's rights organisations in Iraq. Here she delivered the address and met with people who have benefited from the programs. So this was really interesting because we have seen Sophie a lot since we've started doing this podcast show. We found out more of the work that she's been involved with and she has actually done a lot of these trips, hasn't she? But I think it's only now that it's seen by more people, right? Agreed. And I think as well, because she now has an elevated title, it's
0: become even more important because now it's not just the Countess of Wessex turning up, it's the Duchess of Edinburgh. It has more of a ring to it. It's, you know, a a title that was held by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. It's not a papoo title It's a title of substance. So when Sophie is going to these engagements, there's also that elevated interest now, which is amazing because remember, Sophie champions blindness charities and menopause charities and also sexual violence charities, unless Sophie, you know, chose those then the spotlight wouldn't be on them. So these are so important. And remember, rage conflict-related sexual violence happens in war-torn countries or it happens in countries that are not the safest to go to. The fact that she's in Iraq, you know, showing up, I think is absolutely amazing. I was so surprised. Me and you were just like, she's in Iraq? because i'm on my holiday i looked at Wi-Fi. i was like wait a second how did we
1: not know this but we're not gonna know stuff like that because of the security around it exactly on the same day she visited a school for girls and spoke to students and teachers about education for young women and met with the school student parliament and leadership team and what was lovely about this is there was images and there was a video as well of um sophie actually being part of this and watching the girls debate which is just so important i didn't have anything like that at No, we don't really do the whole debating thing, do we? In our school, no, we don't. We do like
0: a public speaking part within our English GCSE, but apart from
1: that, we don't actually have this whole debating thing. I think it's important. Yeah, it really is. On day two, Sophie was received by the President of Iraq, Abdul Latif Rashid, and shared a message from the King. Then, in the evening, attended a reception celebrating and connecting with Iraqi leaders, continuing on with the Women, Peace, and Security agenda, and met with survivors. Go Sophie Go girl Yay And what's really interesting Shell, is Somebody said to me On Instagram I'd love for you To talk more about Sophie And I said We love talking about Sophie We do She does important work But sometimes It's really hard To find out What charities That she's visited On a certain engagement And what they're about Because they're not posted On the socials So it takes a bit of time To actually research And go and find out For ourselves And not just rely On the royal socials Absolutely Unfortunately Rage right. going from a very great bit of work from
0: Sophie into more of a sad occasion because on the tenth of May, as the Duchess of Edinburgh was going to or from an engagement, one of her cavalcade police motorcyclists hit a pedestrian. Her name was Helen Holland, and unfortunately, she died two weeks later in hospital. Now, Buckingham Palace did release a statement saying, "Her Royal Highness's deepest condolences and sympathies." Go to all of Miss Holland's family. And now the incident is being investigated by the Independent Office for Police Conduct. My heart goes out to the family. You know, this is just such a sad thing to have happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, again, with the royal family, there's not all sunshines and rainbows. Things like this can happen. I also wanted to mention before we head into the King and the Queen rage that the BAFTAs the royal family had a hoot of a good time because they won so many awards at the BAFTAs so the platinum jubilee party at the palace won the piano cruises memorable moment of the year the bit with Paddington
1: and the queen just amazing that was actually voted for by the public and I actually voted for that <laughs> did you yeah. <laughs> yeah of course I had to vote for that moment of course <laughs> and
0: I was on a piano cruise and I watched the BAFTAs On the cruise whilst I was there because they were the sponsors of the year for the BAFTAs. So it was like a nice little synergy there. Live event category Platinum Party at the Palace won, Daytime
1: Award. The Repair Shop, a royal visit with Prince Charles at the time. They won the award. And we spoke about the bromance between Jay Blades and Prince Charles at the time, didn't we? We did. And also the state funeral of Her Majesty
0: Queen Elizabeth II, won Best Director for Multicamera and also Sound in Factual. So... That is just like a sweeping board for the royal contingency, shall we say. It was a lovely night. And I tell you what, from my cruise ship balcony
1: cabin, I was whooping and cheering as I was finding (laughs) these things out. So I was so happy. And you know, what? whenever they show that clip still, when Paddington says, thank you, Marv, for everything, and she says... That's very kind. It just gets me every time.
0: (laughs) And you know what was um, heartwarming about that is the crowd when they panned to all the celebrities in the crowd. Even they still were like, "Oh, because it means more now, doesn't it?" Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was incredible at the time, Rachel. I remember me and you just like, "Oh my god, we were were nearly." I think I actually said on the blog, "I was like, this "This is the best thing ever." I was crying it was incredible and then the little teaspoon when he was like doon doon it was just it was just perfection wasn't it yeah if you want to see whatever we're talking about right now royal community if you've just joined us as a new royal community listener and thinking what are they going on about (laughs) head on over to YouTube there's all our
1: jubilee uh, videos over there for you to watch Rach tell us about the king and queen where have they been what have they been doing so they were in Newton Abbey in Northern Ireland, where they opened a coronation garden. This was amazing. This was absolutely fantastic. The space has been built and grown using compost, recycled, and reclaimed local materials. And in true royal style, they cut a cake. Mary Berry! Mary, Mary. <laughs> I was like you were gonna say then. I was like, hang on a minute, we gotta say it for that. Mary Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Which resemble the St. Edward's crown. If you've seen pictures of this world community, this looked absolutely amazing. It was incredible, wasn't it? And then what made me laugh is someone wrote a comment on one of our posts on Instagram and they said, what, they didn't cut it with a sword? Because there was that clip of the Queen and Catherine and Camilla where they went to an engagement together and the Queen says, well, this is more unusual.
0: Oh, I loved covering that when that happened. It was so funny.
1: She was was great at the one-liners, weren't she, the Queen?
0: was, absolutely. Just such a quick
1: wit. Whilst there, they met with community groups, school children and the forget-me-notes... Which is a choir for dementia carers. I thought this was lovely. I was gonna say that choir was amazing. It was the choir was yeah. amazing. And the actual garden itself, did you see? It just looked absolutely incredible. And then all of a sudden, Camilla's having a look around and there was this tree that starts dancing. <laughs> People dressed up as trees. And then they're in a the lineup after, and she and you just see them. It's so bizarre, like talking, like because we can't see their faces, just talking to a tree. <laughs> 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 it's just a way to mind. me of tap tap good luck
0: tree <laughs> <laughs> tree oh I just love these types of engagements where you just don't know what's going to happen and then the unexpected happens <laughs> yeah. a tree starts shaking and
1: dancing and all of a sudden starts talking I know right oh, I love it Queen Camilla visited Arma Robinson Library where she met local school children and members of the Dementia Northern Ireland Empowerment Group where they discussed the importance and role that libraries play in making people with dementia feel safe and welcome and this is uh, really close to my heart because my nan had dementia so I think it's really important that this has a, a light shined on it you know it's a disease that can touch many people and you just don't know who it's going to affect and when and yeah just for this to be highlighted for me I just absolutely love it because it held that personal touch for me yeah and you know I never actually saw the connection between
0: libraries and making dementia sufferers feel safe and welcome because actually that is
1: very true isn't it a library is a place that all the community you can feel at home. But what I think is fabulous, especially for dementia sufferers, is that if you're a book lover and you read books, a story can take you into another world. And so someone that's suffering with dementia that doesn't really understand what's going on, that can be quite comforting. And also it might be a book that they read when they were a child and that makes them happy. Like you said, stories are really powerful in that way. Exactly. Rural community, obviously we have missed out loads. We know that we missed... Catherine at Eurovision. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gee, yes, she was playing the piano. She was playing the piano in that fabulous blue dress. Oh my God, she looked absolutely stunning. Again, Royal Community, I watched the Eurovision on the cruise ship. So I was like, what is going on? (laughs) And then not only do we have that, we have International B-Day. And then we get a picture with Catherine in a beehive. Do you know what the funniest thing is you say B-Day actually sounds like B-Day, not actually... (laughs) B as in Buzz Day. Yeah, B Day, or it could be. It's not, and it's not Beyonce Day either. It's not that B Day either. <laughs> ah, what well, mean the oh. Honeybee? Shall we haven't even spoke about the coronation video that was released from Kensington Palace? Oh, goodness oh my me. goodness, it's just so
0: much. I tell you what, I think we might have to just do an Instagram Live at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we know we've just missed so much. That is just a sprinkle of what's been happening in the royal world. Lots more to come, especially in June, including Garter Day. We've got Troop in the Color. Then a few weeks after that, in July, we've got Wimbledon. We've got Royal Ascot in June. There's just yep. so much happening. And we need to fit it all in now before August hits and then they go off radar for six weeks. But remember, in the summer, we've got our
0: amazing Marie Antoinette episodes coming out. So stay tuned. There's so much coming your way. Well, That's royal stuff. We're moving on to the Chelsea Flower Show and the European Royal Palaces. Rach, let's talk everything Chelsea Flower Show because obviously
1: there's a royal connection there, isn't there? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. It was very busy to the point where I felt like I was in a cattle farm. Really? (laughs) It was honestly, the crowd sometimes was like Disney times 10. Wow. It was unbelievable. If you've not been to Chelsea Flower Show, when you go in, there's boulevards as such that are lined with stalls and shops where you can buy from and then dotted around is where you have the show gardens and these gardens have been worked on for over three weeks to get them to the point where visitors can come and see them and then you have a pavilion which has all the flowers that are grown in order to bring to Chelsea and it's like a village fête where you get the biggest carrot and things like that. I love that. The biggest dahlia. It was absolutely amazing. It was incredible. I thought
0: chelsea flower show was like do you only go into ikea and then you see all the showrooms and then you have the marketplace and you actually
1: go and buy the plants is yeah. it a little bit like that as well so when you're in the pavilion you can buy seedlings from the people that have grown those flowers but it was more outside because honestly it was like a free-for-all it was really? so busy in there it's not on a one-way system so it is quite hard to gauge how busy it is going to be until you're actually in there it sounds quite intense It is really intense and there is royal connection. So they had a royal garden, which was called a Royal Garden of Reflection and Celebration. They had pink and white flowers for Queen Elizabeth II. Mm -hmm. And then they also had blue and purple flowers, which represented the king and that he's favourite colours and what's lovely about all of these show gardeners that I've seen is after Chelsea Flower Show finishes it's only on for a few days they then get taken to for instance communities or hospital gardens and they get relayed for other people to then enjoy that was a beautiful garden it was quite calming and there was actually a bust of King Charles as well a bronze bust that was quite big wasn't it it was it was really big And then as you're going round, in the David Austin roses, obviously anything more related, I'll take a photo of. (laughs) I saw a Princess Anne rose. I saw a Catherine and William rose. There was also a Princess Alexandra rose. Oh, this is And Princess Alexandra actually went to the Chalty Flower Show on what they call the press day, where... It wasn't just Princess Alexandra, the King and Queen were in attendance. We also had a Prince and Princess Michael of Kent. There was quite a lot of the royals came out. Catherine turned up during the day. Princess Beatrice was there as well, wasn't she? Princess Beatrice was there. And what was lovely about Princess Beatrice, she visited Horatio's garden, which is a patronage that Eugenie supports. But obviously, because Eugenie is heavily pregnant, Beatrice went in her place. And that garden actually won a gold medal. Oh, wow, yeah. that's brilliant. So that was it, that was absolutely lovely. And that was, again, that was a really nice garden to go around because what you'll find with these gardens is sometimes they're connected with certain charities. There was one that was connected to the Mind Charity, which is all about mental health. RSPCA, they had a garden. Oh, was it like a dog rose or? No, nothing like that. They created a wildlife garden as such of what yeah. animals would inhabit in their natural habitat. And again, it's the shining the spotlight on the charity, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Princess of Wales
0: had her own garden, didn't she, a couple of years back? And the Queen was patron of Royal Chelsea Flower Show. And she we, was. She, we saw her, was about two years ago
1: with the Queenmobile. Can you and remember? the Queenmobile, she was... yeah. So it's so strange, she's not there anymore. Yeah, and that going around, you can tell that when she would go and when the King and Queen went, because a lot of people were waiting during the day and they didn't actually turn up. I don't think it was about until 6, 6.30 in the evening. Yeah, Chelsea's normally open till 8. It's not very big when you actually think of it because we heard that they cram over 50,000 people into one day. What? No yeah. wonder it was like Disney times 10. No exactly. Wonder. So if you're ever in the area in May, get tickets. I thoroughly recommend it. It is quite hard sometimes because if you want to see certain Garden, you have to wait your turn because at some points it was five people deep. So go, but go without anything booked in on either end. Make sure that's like the highlight of your day. Exactly, yeah. I went with my mum, which was lovely. That was one of her birthday presents that me and my brother got her. And I also met someone that I follow on Instagram, an interior designer called Caitlin Wilson. And if you want to have a look at any of the pictures that I've posted, I've saved them onto a highlight on our Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsor's pod. So make sure that you go and check those out. It's lovely with Chelsea Flower Show because
0: it's such a kind of pinnacle of the start of summer as well isn't it yeah you get that
1: and it's like, okay now summer's coming and we had a photo taken with a Chelsea pensioner it was so nice my mum gave some money at the beginning the guy was like, oh should we have a photo oh and then someone said oh do you want a photo together so we got in with a photo of him yeah how can you say no of course you say yes to the Chelsea pensioner exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah and if you have ever in that area just seeing the hospital itself because I'd never seen it in person was actually built for the purpose of sold and war veterans so it's always had that connection there so shell how was your cruise a lot of people on instagram thought you was actually on a royal cruise (laughs) (laughs) because you were going to so many european palaces (laughs) Well, I tell you what, my husband and I were talking
0: about where we want to go next. I've always wanted to go to Sweden. It's always been on my list of places I want to visit. Um, And this Baltic cruise came up. And so it was going to Sweden, Denmark, Finland, Germany, and Estonia. So those are all places like we've been to Germany, but we haven't been to Kiel. But the rest of them we've never been to before. So there's so many cities we haven't ticked off our list. So it was brilliant. And then Phil and I are major big theme park fans and we realized that we could go to three amusement parks that we never thought we could go to to be honest because you'd have to do separate trips we thought right okay cool we can tick off tivoli we can tick off uh we can tick off Brennerland so we were like yay i wasn't even thinking Rach, that there were royal palaces until i then sat down and thought hang on a minute like stockholm and copenhagen i can go to that And then I was in Helsinki and I went to a walk-in tour and we had to meet in the Senate Square and I just happened to walk into the presidential change in the guards. I was like, hello, what is going on here? I need to get some Instagram stories for this. Yeah, it was brilliant. I wasn't expecting to see as many palaces as I did. So obviously I went to the Senate Square in Helsinki that doesn't have a royal family, but does have a president and then went to Stockholm in Sweden. Oh my goodness me. Stockholm is just incredible I need to get back there as soon as possible I have to say every place I went to I loved I thought it was brilliant and Tallinn in Estonia is just a must do anyone you need to go there it's so medieval it's in a little time warp it's amazing and we had such a great time when I went to Stockholm we went to the Swedish royal family's palace That is incredible. And what I loved was just how close you can get to the guards. Because here, you know, unless you see them walking down the mile, they're behind big gates, right? You are trying to put your your camera through there to get a good shot. Here, I literally could have probably like... Touched him with your (laughs) fingertip. I literally could
1: have touched him with my fingertip easily. And you'll see that on any of the footage. We have to point out as well that although Shell did actually see these palaces, you didn't go inside them. No, and... The reason being is, like I say, I was on a holiday with my husband and my husband loves that I do
0: this, but he's not the biggest royal fan. So we had to compromise and do some sightseeing, plus then do the theme parks we wanted to do. So, no, I didn't go inside. However, I did spend a lot of time outside and in little gift shops and in areas that I could go in that wasn't part of the tour but honestly I think it's something that I would love to experience with you Rach like for us just to go over and have a look because it's amazing obviously I know Versailles for you is always going to be the top but I honestly think you would be blown away by the Swedish royal family. And then went to Denmark. And again, I saw the change in the guards at both of these palaces. I think I know the most about the Danish royal family than I do about any of the others. To be there and to know that, like, I've seen pictures of Queen Marguerite on the balcony. And I've seen, you know, when Catherine went to visit and she was walking with Crown Princess Mary and Queen Marguerite. So for me, it felt more tangible than the Swedish royal family. But... I think the Swedish royal family's palace is just extraordinary. I so wanted to just go in
1: and I was just like, oh, next time. It's going to have to be next time. Well, maybe that is something that we can make happen one time. We can go over there and I'd love to see more royal palaces because don't forget, a lot of them are related to our royal family anyway. They all share the same Ancestors, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And we
0: were taking a little bit of a, a chill because we'd gone for a big walk when we were in Stockholm. All of a sudden, I just looked over and I saw these big, tall brown doors with these really intricate parts of it at the top. And I thought, that looks interesting. I'll go and film some of that. So I went over and filmed it, just literally look at these amazing doors that I found. And as I walked in, this like, hall appeared with all of this marble and all of this grandeur and we've found a little bit
1: more out about this hall haven't we Rach? Yeah someone actually messaged us on Instagram and they said one of the entrances leads into the palace church and the other one into the throne room. The high altar and throne are positioned in the exact same place in opposite ends of the hallway in which you're standing creating a direct line between God and the monarch. And I'm telling you what when I walked into that area it did feel
0: special i was taken back it was amazing and then i was just gutted because i was like if this is what a little hall is like can you imagine what the actual palace is like and then i went around the other side um overlooking the waterfront of Stockholm and it was like the side entrance of the palace and it had all the gardens and it was just so lovely like you could tell obviously they spend loads of money it's really well looked after but it's cherished as well exactly how we are with our palace it felt special. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to going back and definitely doing some tours within the palaces soon. Sounds like you had such an amazing time. It was lovely because we had the hustle and bustle of doing the ports and there were quite a few sea days in between because we went for 14 days, which is actually one of our longest cruises we've done. And in between that, I was literally painted by numbers on the balcony, <laughs> rage. <Rachel. laughs> <laughs> so I was loving life. I had such a lovely holiday. This is the second time that I've sailed on Britannia, which is a cruise ship with P&O, as I mentioned earlier. But the godmother of Britannia was Queen Elizabeth II. And in the atrium, there's a picture of Her Majesty with some flowers underneath, so I had
1: a picture taken by it. Uh, I'll give it to you, Rachel, stick up on Instagram. Oh, that's lovely. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Do you find now that we're you go there's something royal related you have to take a photo or a video have to I, I could not go past and no because that would that'd would be like i could have shown that. yeah I can't. the thing is royal community we can't switch off we're so embedded in this now it's <laughs> like it's is in, it in our, our blood <laughs> Literally, like any time that we're away or we're not together, we had about a two and a half hour phone chat the other night, didn't we, when you got yeah. back on holiday? And we was on the phone for an hour just talking about the royals, what we'd missed. <laughs> and Ray said, we won't do anything royal, we'll just talk about holidays. And then all of a sudden it's
0: like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh.
1: So that's what we've been up to in our non-royal time off. But we have obviously still been on Instagram. We have been on YouTube. So if you want to see any of our coronation vlogs, head on over Keeping Up The Windsors. Just type that in and it will take you to our channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, keeping up the Windsor's pod because we post, obviously, their daily engagements. We've been doing a lot more stories lately, of ourselves and people are really responding to that. You hear Michelle and I, but you don't necessarily see us because if you don't follow us on YouTube, you don't know what we look like. Again, it's just been so heartwarming and amazing to
0: hear how you've embraced the coronation of King Charles and Queen Camilla and also just as a community, responding and commenting and letting us know what you've liked about our content that we've done. And honestly, it's been humbling, really, to have so much support from you all. So thank you so much for listening, for emailing, for reviewing our podcast over on Spotify or Podbean or Apple, wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for being here and being part of the Royal Community.
1: Remember, we are part of the Royal Community, but we couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you so much. Don't forget, if you'd like to become part of our VIP Royal Community over on Kofi, you can support Michelle and I and keep us on the air. It's £4 or 6 bucks monthly. And that will get you a private Facebook group and a monthly Zoom call with Michelle and I. And we've actually got our Zoom call coming up soon, haven't we? We have. And I think what's been
0: amazing is we've had a lot of our Royal Community say, I'm the only person who likes the Royals in my country or in my local town. So being part of the VIP Royal community gets you access to more of an exclusive group that you can talk to us every single day and just get that camaraderie and not feel like an outsider because I think
1: sometimes you can feel that way. Yeah, exactly. And what was lovely about the coronation is that we actually met loads of people that are part of the VIP royal community at our meetup, didn't we? Oh, it was honestly, it was so nice. And Deb Watts, I know you're listening.
0: I'm still eating that amazing chocolate that you gave me. So <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Honestly, when I came
1: home from the cruise, I had a little bit <laughs> left. I was like, yes. And Alejandro, I'm using the Jubilee keyring that you gave me. <laughs> I've got my house keys on it. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh,
0: honestly, just the most amazing royal community ever. It's been so lovely to get back
1: to it, Rach. Yeah, it really has. And as we say, we've got a lot coming up in the next few months. Long may it continue. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We will see you next week on Keep It Up Up With The